0: In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody, and happy new year to all of you. This is episode 46 of Andrew and Jerry Save the World. Andrew and Jerry run for Speaker of the House. I am Speaker Andrew Langer.
1: I am Bizarro Speaker Jerry
0: Rogers. (laughs) You know, we were doing that that thing going. Well, you got the beard for being a Bizarro Speaker of the House. Mm, You need to shave it down like it's a little like spot. I I am going to say that we should have.
1: Regular order and single issue pieces of legislation, and members should legislate. And there should be witnesses, and there ought to be more amendments for, for uh, from the floor. You know, Andrew, to be serious, I think it's yeah. so ironic, especially you know as the left. Oh, by the way, a uh, 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 happy uh, JC day. Yes, uh, yes this is the new anti-conservative, anti-GOP. Uh, we'll annual to, no, no, holiday.
0: On, on. I, I, I want to get to that now let's, let's let's yeah, I know let's but, but it
1: is it's yeah. connected to the speaker's race in that. that's true.
0: i i am
1: I am just off uh, of the of what is the common uh, wisdom or common understanding of what's happening. I don't think any of this is a bad thing. I don't think it's bad that we're going to have 11, 12, 13 rounds of votes. This is this is democracy. And those who say, no, this is not democracy, this is chaos, they're wrong. Uh, well, uh, democracy it, it can be uh, can be ugly and can be uh, disorganized at well, times. And you can't say, I we want democracy, and then we have democracy, and you say, well, this is – this is just chaos, and 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 the and the yes. Republicans are eating their own. I just find that criticism. Well, you know, someone never, tweeted today. I, I, let me yeah. just say this: someone tweeted today, a friend of ours, a colleague of ours, uh, a former colleague of of yours, a colleague of mine, uh, tweeted out today that uh, MAGA Republicans are doing today on the floor of the House oh. what they did two years ago on January sixth, and I think. That is so lazy in terms of, of, of making that, making that analogy
0: naive and uninformed. I mean, listen, let's let, let me, let me, let me start here, which is I am never swayed by arguments that start with. This is how the United, this makes the United States look bad abroad. Cause I don't care. I, I don't, I don't care what other nations particularly think about the image of the United States. You know what? Um, in in we see assemblies and parliaments overseas
1: and they beat each other with shoes for crying out loud. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, George, this is your just
0: made me do a take. <laughs>
1: but yeah, but I'm right. They beat each other with they take their shoes <laughs> off. Yes, yes, yes. But the, yes. But well, the thing that. is, is that this is again, this is a
0: normal uh
1: a, a, a Right. Let's What's think happening about whole, is normal. Let's
0: think about the, the chaos that has gone on in Great Britain over the last several years in terms of their parliament and in terms of their parliament leaders. And let's you know remember that we only go through this but once every two years in terms of congressional elections and, and elections for for the the Speaker of the House. So right. you know and and someone's no. someone would say someone would criticize us and say,
1: well, it's never it hasn't happened since 1923 and it hasn't happened since 1850, whatever. No. But here's the thing. What's happening right now in plain view happens all the time, but behind closed doors. Right. Remember, in 2014, Kevin McCarthy was supposed to be Speaker of the House, uh, but he, he couldn't get the vote. So, what happened? They went behind closed doors and had meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, and they came out with right. Pat, uh, with um, with uh, Ryan. Uh, Speaker Ryan, Paul yeah. Ryan. But again, the difference now is we know who the forty rebels are, right? As and and, and,
0: and in the past. We didn't know well, what was going on. I I am I am someone who believes that these things ought to be pre-negotiated, right? I, I do believe that. Um, but I do believe that the fact that and this is what I've been saying since the election, and I've been dubious that McCarthy was going to be able to get the votes for speakership since the midterm elections for a whole host of reasons, not the least of which is we massively underperformed. Uh, you know, well below, well below expectations. We didn't massively underperform. We under, we performed well under expectations or what was promised. Um, but the fact that McCarthy could not get enough votes to become speaker in the two months between the midterm elections and today, that demonstrates to me that that we have to be having this discussion uh, and that there is legitimate concern for McCarthy in terms of being speaker and moving forward. Here's the reality, right? I, I want, all I want out of a speaker is someone who is I want someone who's going to bring some gravitas to the job and someone who can use that gravitas to explain what Republicans are doing on with this with this session of Congress to the American people uh, who can make the case in an articulate fashion. I also want someone who is scandal free, relatively scandal free, but but most importantly, someone who can articulate, who can tell the story of what's going on, because we already know that the press is going to be stilted in terms of how they cover this congress. We're seeing this with how the press is covering uh with how the, the press is covering the speaker's race. I do want to get things underway um and and move forward because there is so much stuff going on, but here's the reality, right Jerry, that 3 days, 4 days, uh, even 5 days doesn't matter in terms of the longevity of this congressional race. Nobody come fall of 2024 is going to remember or vote based upon the fact that there was chaos in the speaker's race at the beginning of the congressional session
1: look uh our friend steve hayward said that this is the next best the next best thing to a government shutdown you know if congress is not convened congress can't get into mischief the senate can't do anything uh because the congress uh the house hasn't 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 reconvened here's here's the issue too and that is Everyone who's commenting on this is just full of nonsense, right? Uh, you have the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, um bill crystals uh, and the never Trumpers, the anti, the anti magas, anti magas all saying that, Oh, this shows that uh, the MAGA movement is extreme. Uh, two things are wrong with that. number one uh, it's not a an anti MAGA movement or pro MAGA movement. Uh, right. This is not ideological. There are there are pro, there are MAGA folks for uh, McCarthy. There are MAGA folks against McCarthy. It's not a MAGA thing, number one. But it shows you how fixated uh, certain people are in the uni class, the uniparty, that they have to bring up MAGA for everything. Number one. Number two. It also shows their hypocrisy in that. Uh, They also say that Kevin McCarthy shouldn't be speaker, right? They say that McCarthy sold his soul to Donald Trump and he should never be speaker. Well, then why? Why are you criticizing the attempt uh, to uh, to have someone else be speaker because they don't care? These uh, the the David French, the uh, the Bill Crystal, the and, you know, the list, the George Conway and all the rest of them. Uh, folks, are friends at
0: National Review and other places, they just don't care. Well, I this, will say this, this was, is at least, more at of least, the. I will say yeah. at least Dan, Dan McLaughlin at National Review has been very even-handed with all of this. Um, He's he's you know he is he is really yeah, about, Dan, Dan, but
1: Dan was wrong. Uh, he he also came out and and justified impeachment, which I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, I, can't about, I, I can't Jerry, Talk Jerry, Jerry,
0: about Jerry, Jerry, for a second. Setting aside, you know. National, listen. National Review's record on Trump, we 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 know that National Review was they were they were anti-Trump throughout it, but and yes. they had their moments where they could be they could be generous and they could be praiseful when things went right. But we know as a rule. Well, I'm just talking about Dan McLaughlin in terms of specifically in terms of what's going on with the speaker's race and being very sort of even-handed in 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 going down this road and, and saying you know this is everybody is being ridiculous in terms of their whether it's panic right the people who are who are saying that this is a national security threat because the speaker is depending so on how you look at it second or third in line um um you yeah. know behind the president the, the, oh, we don't have a speaker god forbid something happens this weekend uh and and uh, and, and kamala harris is out um well, then and, it just goes to the third in line for crying out loud out. well yes but but the point is the point is i'm i am damn sure uh that if uh that if uh um that if something were to happen, uh, the house could get its act together and get uh, and get somebody nominated. I'm um, listen. We all listen. We, Jerry, you and I all both know what would happen. No, actually, we don't. I was going to say we, Matt Gates has already already uh, nominated Donald Trump to be Speaker. We know that there were some folks who would push that, so Donald Trump could become president again. By the way, one of the best takes I've seen over the weekend or or today uh, on social media is the person who tweeted out that uh, Matt Gates should sell speaker nominations over count. You give him 50 bucks. I'll nominate you for speaker, which I thought was
1: funny. Oh my goodness. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cameo. I, yeah, the cameo in fact, everybody. I would, I, if, if, if Matt Gaetz had a sense of humor,
0: he would do that. Yes. Yes, he would. And, and you and I both would pay the $50 <laughs> at some point in time, but we think this is, so by the way, as we're, as we're taping this, uh, the house is getting ready to convene, uh, once again, um, uh, Jerry seems to think that a a deal has been struck. Um, I, I I've said that the odds have have been in 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 this week that it's in all likelihood McCarthy is gonna be speaker um if the deal gets cut. But I also think that it's it, frankly, it's it's equally as likely that that it's gonna be Steve Scalise um as a as a as a compromise position. Um at some point earlier this week, I was I was kind of hoping that somebody was gonna nominate Newt Gingrich. Um, but then Newt Gingrich went and, and, um, and castigated the, the folk, the holdouts. So that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I,
1: you know, it's funny. Uh, there, 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 was a lot of speculation on Twitter because you saw a uh, AOC. Um,
0: kibitzing with uh, Paul Gosar.
1: Exactly right. Yep. And, and, and someone uh, at the Washington post, I think, uh, did a, an opinion piece talking about how a coalition of 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 Dems and R's uh, should bring in like a Fred Upton, someone who yeah is a, is a moderate. He, here's my thing, and I, I find again very interesting. So Kevin McCarthy yesterday, being pressured by the media, uh, was answering questions, and he kept on saying that his concessions to this group of forty uh, is not going to. Uh, undermine the the power uh, that he would wield as speaker. But he, but the bottom line is I want the speaker to have less power, right? See, this is, this is the problem when people say, well, you know, we need a strong, we don't need a strong speaker. The problem in the Congress is that the speaker with a couple of in the past, uh, her aides, Nancy Pelosi's aides, they've come up with these big on the bus packages uh, the Inflation Re- uh, Reduction Act, the, the COVID relief uh, monies being sent out, there was never any legis- uh, legislative oversight or investigation or testimony. There was no regular order. And so I think going back to the old system or a system, again, the Speaker has always been a powerful position, but, but going back where, yeah, one person can vacate the, the Speaker. Even that, it drives me nuts when people say, well, how can you have a government if one member of Congress can order the, va- the you know, vacate the speaker? Right. But you still have to vote. Well, yes. And, and I mean, you still you still have to vote. So uh, uh, almost everyone
0: remember, commenting on this knows nothing about how the Congress works. Talk about this from a constitutional structure. Right. And then the very nature of our republic is based upon this idea that small groups of political minorities can hold up and, and offer a counterbalance to the, the decision-making of, of powerful political ma- majorities, right? That's the whole essence of who we are as a people. That's why we have a filibuster in the Senate, right? right. The, so that right. you get, and that's why we have super majorities uh, to vote on certain issues in the Senate. And, and you know, again, why the, the legislative branch off- offers a check on the power of the executive branch, why we have a court system, right? This is the whole essence of who we are. And the idea is we diffuse power so that individual rights are not abused, right? That's, that's the whole, the whole essence of all of this. And, and so when you, when you have a, 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 an all powerful speaker of the United States speaker of the house, that speaker can go off and do things that are, that are that can be very harmful to the Republic overall. Yes.
1: And again, that's why this idea of chaos uh, as a criticism, I disagree with. I want a little chaos. I want roadblocks. I want things to slow down. I want investigations and oversight and committee hearings. And I want legislation with one, uh, with one
0: topic. I don't want what we've had. You know, honey, oh, honey. I almost called you honey there, Jerry. Thank I l- you. I, I love you. I love you too. So, so <laughs> gets into a conversation we had earlier about rumors swirling around about grifters. Anyway. But this gets into, Jerry, our, the whole the whole reason why you want to get this return to regular order. Again, you think about the structure of Congress and the deliberative nature of government, right? When you have an all-powerful speaker, it removes the need for careful deliberation via the regular order process. The wonderful thing about regular order, the wonderful thing about the traditional process by which ideas become legislation is that it goes through this very careful vetting process, right? Whether whether it's it's a, a bill to, and I'm gonna use the the example from uh I'm just a bill in schoolhouse rock, whether it would be a bill uh that would regulate school buses stopping at railroad tracks, by the way, an unconstitutional bill, but let's set that aside, uh, to to the appropriations process and the budgetary process and what goes into a budget all of these things if they follow regular order all, and at any point in the process they can be hijacked and i mean that in the best way or put a stop to by small groups of political minorities who or are, are, who are voicing themselves so again the idea that we are uh, l- lessening the power of the speaker the power of the speaker has grown considerably over time it should not be as powerful as it is today I, and I so agree. we need to have this discussion uh, and and have you know have a, a caucus to do this anyway go ahead jerry well,
1: again, a, a couple of things, right? Today, uh, and I, I joked about this, but uh, Joe Biden is going to talk about uh, January 6th and the attack on democracy. Uh, let me ask you this: we, ju- we just we just had the omnibus, and that thing was passed uh, six thousand pages. I know that I know it has been reported. It's forty one hundred pages. It's not forty one hundred pages. It was it was six thousand pages because of the endnotes and other material that was that that went along with the legislation. So. Right at the holidays, we dropped this omnibus to spend one point seven trillion dollars. No one's read it. Still, no one's read it. It was put together behind closed doors by oligarchs, by Nancy Pelosi uh, and some powerful members of Congress, uh, and it was signed in Saint Croix. Not even, not even in the Oval Office. Tell me, tell me, that's not a threat to democracy. But then, of course, it is. But but, yeah, but then you have this speakers' fight, and, and when I say everyone. A- Andrew, it's everyone. It's the it's the New York Times. It's National Review. Uh, it is the spectator. It is it is a slate and salon. You name the venue. Everyone is saying that this is chaos. This is an embarrassment. Uh, the, the Republicans are eating their own. I mean, I could just read down the head yeah, no, no, of course. But but again, what's a greater threat to democracy dropping omnibus bills or or having it out in public
0: who should be the speaker of the house it right. just drives me nuts well i, I mean i either way you know, see here's the thing I, to, to me that the two are not necessarily mutually exclusive right you know i mean they are they are certainly they can be taken hand in hand the the idea that we have an omnibus bill and we have an all too powerful speaker those go hand in hand i i think right. you can have the debate and discussion um and and you can have the debate and discussion beforehand i think that you know but but here's the other problem jerry is that there is there is no adult no honest broker within the movement who can sit down and say to people um right because we went through this we, we've we also gone through this with the rnc chairmanship race uh, and some of the other issues that that happened around election time in which right? what was the issue jerry shoot there was some chaos that was happening um way back oh you know something it was there was the there was anyway a number of the election challenges after um uh, after the the elections this fall and there right. was no honest broker no one in a position of responsibility who could go and talk to the parties who were out there um you know in in, in this instance there's nobody who can sit down there's nobody who said to kevin mccarthy in the weeks leading up to the election you know kevin you don't have the votes going into this. You've had two months to get them. Uh, don't you think that maybe this means that maybe you won't have the wherewithal to organize the caucus once you become speaker? Um, you know, that's a discussion that probably you, someone should have had with Kevin you, McCarthy.
1: You, you raise a, a a great point here. So if McCarthy knew he didn't have the votes and, and from what I hear, everyone is surprised at the number 20 the 20 yes. uh, i said 40 early in the program i meant 20 the, yes. the 20 the 20 or so who are hardcore here uh you know we knew there were six or seven or eight you know maybe you know that sort of thing but the bottom line is is what kind of patriot is kevin mccarthy i mean if we're going to put blame here why blame the 20 right if mccarthy doesn't have the votes in a very narrow majority then why didn't he well, spend the last month finding a consensus candidate to lead the house right
0: or, or 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 more to the point you know i mean and i and i get it right at some point in time the he doesn't deserve thing. this he, I... he he's
1: behaving as if well, okay. it's, it's the it's the Listen, next in out. line Listen, syndrome
0: everybody uh, see here's the thing i do blame everybody here I, I, yeah and, i blame everyone i, I agree with you. yes because because on the one hand it's like, what do the 20 really want in the end and what concessions are not being made? You know, where, where, where is their compromise in all of this? Uh, On the other hand, he didn't get the votes. He he didn't do it. They don't want him. So if they don't want him and he doesn't have the votes, then, then he has to, he has to, you know, he has to concede at some point in time here. As I said, is,
1: and for those who care about the, the public perception and how this thing plays out uh, in the media, well then, McCarthy should have worked this out beforehand. You know, again, go back to the Nixon example, nineteen sixty presidential election. Um, he could have protested. Uh, he could have um, he could have moved forward uh, in a different way. But he knew that the presidency uh, was bigger than uh, than 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 himself, and he decided to concede. Uh, McCarthy never did that. No. In, in, in a sense McCarthy is very similar in terms of narcissism as
0: Donald Trump I and I agree with you and I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted Jerry I've got a I've got a a, a doc who has been very needy the last couple of days and, a duck? and and he is he is refusing to leave my lap right now um wait here maybe he's going hold on Charlie go down there we go thank you all right there we go you you are you are maybe, you maybe
1: maybe you should close the door to your
0: studio. Well, maybe that would that, that listen. I, I appreciate that, Jerry. You know, if, <laughs> if my studio in fact had a door, I would. Close oh, okay. the door to My yeah, studio. There, so, there you go. Yes, I, I, but I'm I I I, I <laughs> thank you. Um. So all right. So, but you think a deal has been cut? Well,
1: I think that yes. I mean, everything I'm seeing is that uh, uh Congressman Roy Chip Roy. uh uh, has uh, made a deal with uh with mccarthy but it might not matter all right so a deal could mean that uh 15 14 of the 20 now vote for mccarthy uh, but there are still five or six hardcore
0: never if he can just get them to vote present the issue is to get several yes. of them to vote present, right? And then that's fine. And I think ultimately that's what's going to have to happen if McCarthy is going to become speaker. Otherwise, then it, you know, then it is this thing. And, I, know, and I, I'm going to say I, it again. The, at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference who the speaker is because,
1: in terms of ideology, in terms of of political persuasion, Scalise not much different than Jordan. Jordan not much different right. than McCarthy. McCarthy not much different than you name the member. I mean, you know, frankly, what should matter uh, this next session, right? What can Congress do, the new Congress do, the new House of Representatives do? Yeah, It's oversight. The committee chairman matter more than who the speaker is. And this is is, what,
0: except except for this, that I want a speaker. This is why I go back to Newt. And we can say what we will about Newt's personal life, Um, but Newt was a great speaker. And he was a great speaker, and he remains a figure um because he's able to articulate what it is that we're doing and that is so listen maybe it's not important to anybody else but i think it is vitally important to me i think it's vitally important i think it is vitally important generally is that you need a good storyteller who is able to articulate what it is that they are able to do what it is they are trying to do and what it is they are doing and have achieved unfortunately right now
1: Look, I like Kevin McCarthy. I like uh, Congressman Scalise. I like uh, Jim Jordan. I like these guys. Um, But there is not a Newt Gingrich among the Republicans right now. There is – there is. I agree with you there. Gingrich had a very special talent to make complex policy ideas, uh, to make them conversational and make them uh, digestible. Uh, There there is no one – we talk about this all the time, how our side – is constantly explaining their
0: side can have right. the uh, uh, the 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 bromides the the and the Jerry, easy the, what this is why I wanted them to just bring back Newt if they just bring back Newt this solves yeah. all the problems. Help, but uh, I love Gingrich, but he, I, you know he's he's
1: he's what is he eighty?
0: You know something, it's okay all he's doing is telling stories. No, it's fine. He could fine. be a he, he, he be, uh, he, job he before could be Pope America. He would be no, he would be, he, listen, he would be no more addled than, than Nancy Pelosi is speak. Oh my goodness. You're right. <laughs> so, you know, that's the bar that we're working off of. I, I think, listen, I think out of the three we talked about out of, out of Jordan and McCarthy and Scalise, I think Scalise has the best plus again, and I've said this and it sounds like it's tongue in cheek. I think if you've taken a bullet for your caucus in a literal sense, um, then you then you have the upper hand and and you sh- and you should be in leadership uh, in that way jerry you brought up the issue of of j6 and the the almost macabre need on the part of the democrats uh you know so, I mean, it's not macabre it's craven right it is it is um um i want to say it's like a zombie it's zombie like but it's craven in what they're doing it is a way of 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 just trying to just use tragedy in the worst kind. To me, it's like this. It's like, I come back to, let's assume for a moment that it was an insurrection, right? Which it isn't. It wasn't, it was not an insurrection. Uh, It did not have any of the hallmarks of an insurrection. No, of course not. It would have been like the Republicans in 1860 and beyond. Let's say even after the civil war, forcing an annual commemoration of the firing on Fort Sumter at Charleston Harbor. Right. The, the, which, which is, is when the civil war really began or, you know, anyway, pick any other date to commemorate the beginning of the civil war, whatever the first battle was. Uh, And I say this because right. The civil war was an insurrection. Yeah. It was, it was, it it was, it was a, it was a civil war people, you know, anyway, and and they were seeking in the end, right? The end result would have either have been the South living alone or the South defeating the North, in fact, which is what what they tried to do, what they wanted to do. Um, and and yet we come back from legitimate insurrection. And you know, what does Abraham Lincoln say? You know, we treat our brothers with malice toward none and charity towards all. Yeah. And we don't, you know, we don't we don't commemorate. Um, um, we don't commemorate the the day that Fort Sumter was fired upon. No, we don't. and, and again, you're showing the,
1: I like what you said, the cravenness, the hypocrisy yeah. uh, because they don't care. Uh, just like those who are criticizing uh the 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 speaker's vote, they don't care what they, they they these folks
0: care about power. I, I, you know something and, I will say this and advancing themselves. Just, just going back to this, I, I will say that out of all of this, I I don't particularly. I mean, wh- where do you stand on on Matt Gates? I don't think Matt Gates is particularly interested in 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 advancing anybody other than Matt Gates. No, I of think this. Matt Gates is a kook. Okay, there you go. I mean, I just want to make. A, sure I, mean, I mean, I mean, I again,
1: I I, I I but I don't care about me. He's one guy. I mean, yes, he, but he's a kook. He's a he's yes. he's a kooky. He's a. I mean. It, He's a kook. Again, I, and I, laugh. I think I think Lauren Boebert is a kook. I'm, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is a kook. They're kooks. But, is, but, but you know but, what?
0: Every, but, everyone needs their kooks in the but party. Marjorie, but right, but Marjorie Taylor Greene has fallen. This is why you're right, that it's not a MAGA thing, because no. Marjorie Taylor Greene has fallen in behind behind McCarthy. Right. But the, the the point And McCarthy. McCarthy was a staunch supporter of Trump. Trump who endorsed McCarthy. My yeah. point, the reason why I'm chuckling is, uh, once again, with art imitating life and life imitating art, Matt Gates reminds me of Congressman Jonah Ryan from Veep. I mean, it, apart from the fact that he had to shave his head at one point, but but you know, again, sort of the the loud mouth, obnoxious Congressman. And I don't know what it is that's in the water down in that first congressional district of Florida, because before Matt Gates, I don't know if there was any there was somebody in between, but Joe Scarborough represented that district at one point and and you, you you see where all of this or all of this is going no,
1: let, let me let me throw something at you that's right up your alley and i haven't heard you mention this yet but uh, if you think about it um we're talking about j6 now right we're talking yeah. about the Capitol riot um the expanding power of uh, uh of 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 federal government agencies turned the uh the the presidential election into a you know, all-or-nothing game where the present, the present, the 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 executive branch has power now, unprecedented, really, in American history because of the expanding regulatory state. Right. And if you think about it, uh, one reason why, uh, one reason why Donald Trump. Uh, wanted uh, to, to keep the presidency and why biden wants to make sure everyone thinks it's an insurrection it has at the at, at the end of the day it has to really it all has to do with the fact that the president we, we have a uh what was called once the the we have an imperial presidency right and that ultimately is the problem january 6th should I- be a day where we think about how to unpack uh, the unconstitutional powers that the executive branch has collected through the decades.
0: Well, it's it's funny. I, and again, I chuckle now because you remind me of the story of Fred Smith, our old friend, Fred Smith, boss yeah. at Competitive Enterprise Institute. CEI was at the corner of uh, 17th and K down, downtown. Yep. And every once in a while, there would be a presidential motorcade that would pass by. And Fred would angrily shake his fist and yell, "This is not an imperial presidency." <laughs> so I'm I'm reminded of of that fact, but that that's that's exactly it. I mean, it you know they they want to perpetuate this. I always go back to, you can always tell when generally when a movie was made based upon who the enemies in the story are, like some kind of yeah. you know movie about heroism. So if you go back and in the early 1990s. The enemies are all the former Russian republics, and in the eighties, they're all Arab terrorists, and of course, in the forties and fifties, they're all Nazis. Um, and, right. and you know, and then in the early two thousands, again, we're back to Arab terrorists. So, although
1: and, now, you know, now the uh, the enemy uh, seems to be uh, uh, this is my point the wealthy the wealthy today.
0: Well, I was going to say the wealthy, but it's also you know the conservatives and insurrectionists. And sure, yeah. With have you series. seen?
1: Have you seen? Um, uh, the show uh,
0: succession yet. I, I've I've watched the first half of the first season. I need it's, to get back into anyway. it. It's it's
1: very interesting. Uh we watched the menu
0: last night. Oh how was that? Because we've been meaning to watch this. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. I I pulled up Jerry a movie you may not have heard of it you know a on vacation pulled up HBO Max on my on my computer to watch a movie, and this was an obscure film from the early 1980s. It's kind mm. of a fish out of water story. What is it? It's uh it's called um, shit. Uh, pardon my French. Um, Crocodile Dundee. Oh my god, that's a great. <laughs> oh, that's not a knife. <laughs> I love that. That's a knife. I yes. love that. Yes. So so, but you're right though about the rich. I mean, because that's kind of that's why billions on Showtime was such an interesting story because on um, it, it went both ways in terms of you they tried to make out Bobby Axelrod who was the billionaire to be the villain but they also made it really clear that Chuck Rhodes as the agent of the state was also the villain you know ruthless and and willing to overstep the bounds of the law in order to uh in order to get his way um anyway the, the my, my point in all of this is, the left, frankly, was successful in blunting the um, in in blunting the midterm elections for Republicans uh, by continuing to bring up Donald Trump as an issue and and the and January 6th as an issue. And, and right? Donald Trump helped them. Yes. well, yes, that's 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 very true. Um, and and so they know that the more they can continue to spin up Donald Trump, and the more that they continue to to keep this as an insurrectionist issue. And you're right. And this is what makes it so, you know, we, we can only, I'm sorry, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm not meaning to dance around this. The left demands total and complete submission. And unless and until you bow down and become the David French's of the world, or the Jennifer Rubin. By the way, the just picked up by the New York Times. Uh yeah, David that's right. Um you mouth hey. the words and you and you is you know once uh, unless and until you bow down and you engage in the incantation that they want you to um then then you cannot exist in polite society. And so that's what this is all about. It is about forcing folks to engage in the incantation And that's not good for the Republic, right? Henry
1: Olson, uh, who is a columnist for um, the Washington Post, but also he's someone I worked with at the Manhattan Institute Uh, for years. He was at the American Enterprise Institute. He did a piece uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, maybe uh, where he said that uh, everyone misses it. What the true lesson is or the takeaway from uh, january 6 and you you kind of hit on part of it where we don't celebrate or commemorate the attack on fort sumter we don't we don't celebrate the day when uh when the confederacy uh, uh when they uh drew arms right. and, and, yeah. and 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 a, a true insurrection we don't celebrate that um in in the same way uh henry olsen was saying that the true lesson of January 6 uh, is that uh, everything worked like it like it was supposed now to now i've work. said
0: this in the past, it's absolutely yeah. right, right? the, the like, lesson is that the republic worked. endures. Yeah. That, we did. that the, the beauty of our system is that you can heap tremendous amounts of you of da- or try to heap tremendous amounts of damage on it, and yet it endures because we yeah. have these things. What we can't do is fundamentally change our system um, because these things happened. Right, you know it's funny. I um, I saw um, I I saw uh, Leopoldstadt this week, uh, which is a a God bless you, thank you. Which is a brilliant play by Tom Stoppard, and it focuses on Nazis and there's a heavy-handed lesson about anti-Semitism and how anti-Semitism endures, and and I know that there are folks out there, right? Listen, it gets down to the discussion that we were having last week. Tying this all together, not you and me. I was having the discussion on the air. Ben Cardin goes on, on in front of Congress last week, and he says that hate speech needs to be silenced, right? Right, and the, and the, and the we need to do more with the internet to silence hate speech. Yeah. And the problem is when you when you continue. I'm going to draw all of these things together, and and I, folks are going to say I'm making a comparison between Nazis and insurrectionists. I'm not, um, uh, or that I'm trying to tie them together. I'm not when you continue to hammer on people and you other people who are engaging in the legitimate political dissent and you try to demand submission for that dissent, that does not bring them to, into the fold. That makes them angrier. Um, that, 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 that further drives us apart. Um, when you try to outlaw hate speech and drive it underground and you don't subject it to full and vigorous debate, and expose it to the light of examination that all that does is makes it fester and and grow like mold or fungus in the dark you know the you know the and, so, and also
1: no, the danger no. uh, the danger of ben carden's comments are is uh what's hate speech so if i well, of pro- if i protest outside um uh an abortion clinic you know, on public on public property, not not trespassing, but uh, is that hate speech? If I if I go down to the Capitol uh, and I protest uh, uh the IRS and, and and the tax rates, is that is that hate speech? If I go in I front, mean,
0: if I go down and stand with a sign in front of the Capitol and say January sixth was not an insurrection. Right, is that hate speech? Is that hate speech? Well, you yeah. know, it gets into it's funny because let's pull it back a little bit, get back into your bailiwick here. Um, there is this debate happening in California right now over the bill regarding doctors and misinformation. It's, an, it's insane. And if and if and if a doctor says something that is at the leading edge of science, right, that goes against the what is so, the so ex, you yeah. know it's interesting. Two thousand twenty three. If you look forward,
1: it's going to be the year. Someone else said this, so I'm stealing it. But so it's going to be the year of unintended consequences in terms 100%. of hundred percent in terms of legislation passed in the states, especially in California. California passed this uh, bill. Uh, that prohibits physicians from giving false information about about covid. And the thing is, what we thought was wrong information or what what the public health community said was uh, was misinformation back in 2020. We're learning today uh, that, in fact, it was correct uh, information. And so this it's so dangerous. The left is constantly is telling us that the, the doctor shouldn't be in the bedroom or in the privacy a decision should be made between the uh, between a patient and a doctor. But yet they they do this a but clear a violation also, of the First is, Amendment is, also. And,
0: but you know, there's that aspect of it, but also violates the principles of scientific inquiry. Of right, course, let, let's you say Right. So you you can't ask. You know what? Just again, to make this relevant
1: yeah, to, to what's happening today, uh, DeMar Hamlin, Uh, This NFL football player, Uh, he uh, was uh, he uh, he was uh, he stumbled and collapsed cardiac arrest on Monday night football. Uh, We all saw we all saw it play out. Uh, And uh, and while it was happening, there were some who were saying, hey, this is unusual for so many young athletes, so many young men to be collapsing, having cardiac issues. Uh, And in quick time, the response was, how dare you? Right. Ah uh, you cannot ask these questions. and I'm and, and this is my take on this, and that is we don't know yet uh demar Hamlin's medical history uh why this happened. It, look i'm I, I'm a football coach. Right. Uh, it could very well be that this guy's face mask hit his chest right in, in such the the wrong place that it caused cardiac arrest. hundred have he could have an undiagnosed um uh, heart issue or it could be the booster
0: shots. Right. My point is, is that there's nothing wrong with asking the questions? And let me let me, but let me take it into in a slightly different direction, even because that's the general public. Who was the guy who uh, the 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 doctor um, who was brought on board by Larry Hogan and everybody criticized the situation? Oh, Doctor uh, uh, Doctor um, Redfield, Doctor Redfield. Yeah. Well, explain that situation one more time. Well, long story short, he yep. was
1: uh, he was the uh, he was the head of NIH, something like that, senior person at NIH. Or CDC, I forget now, but he either was, one doesn't matter. He was a ahead. he was a head of a of a major public health uh, uh, agency, uh, and he uh, raised the question that we should examine whether or not the virus, COVID virus, uh, came from a lab. That's uh, yes, the China. lab leak theory. Perfect. Right.
0: Perfect. So, but I he wasn't the... even saying that it was a lab leak. He was saying we should investigate we should examine and it. Now, examine take it. This into now. This is my point. Take this into exa- in, into consideration with the California law. Now, Doctor Robert Redfield yep, is just, yep. a, a an internationally recognized expert. He is at the pinnacle of his and non political, by the way, and non political. Uh, yeah. So the point is, he's someone who knows better than the mass public. So, so whoever is in charge of enforcing this California law, let's say that let's say you have a, a researcher at the University of California at Berkeley or at Stanford or UCLA, some major research institution, someone who is at the internationally recognized, and they happen to say something that goes against whatever this regulatory board determines is the prevailing science of the time, that board is going to go and they're going to sanction, they're going to silence, they're going to hold uh, legally liable the, 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 the expert who's raising legitimate questions. This is the danger here. And it's stifles like- scientific inquiry.
1: Right. And again, it's not just it's not just uh, public health. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Redfield, by, by the way, he was the, uh, he was the director of the of the uh, CDC Centers CDC. for Disease yes, Control for Disease and Control. Prevention. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, I, I, I look, it, it sticks in my mind uh, when Chuck Todd announced on Meet the Press that he would no longer have those who questioned the origin of climate change on his program. Right. The science was settled. Now, here's the thing. The science is never settled. Exactly. Right. We're still learning about DNA. We're still learning about uh, uh, the genome. We're still learning about uh, Alzheimer's cancer. Science is not settled. But here's here's the thing about what Chuck Todd said at Meet the Press. When he announced this, he had a, he had a he had, a, he had uh, experts with him. But not one was a scientist. Right. They were all political commentators. Yes. And so even his announcement wasn't based on science it was based on politics and power and again the same thing with covid i said this the other day on my radio show i said we have to de-link politics from public health because look uh today at real clear uh, health we just covered that there might be an uptick in measles yes and the reason for this is because the public health community has so politicized vaccines that that families are now concerned with not just the boosters for COVID for their kids. They're concerned with all vaccines yeah. now. And that is a dangerous, a dangerous place to be. And again, who's at fault? Everyone who politicized, right. uh, who, who politicized COVID, uh, 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 the governor of California is at fault here. Yeah. And it could get in, in, in the bottom line. It's, it's going to cost people their lives. If we don't have vaccines, if people don't think them, if, if folks aren't getting vaccines for things like measles, yeah. we are in very serious trouble. Understood. And that is yeah. this is on this is on the Joe Biden's. It's on the Gavin Newsom's. It's on the political left who uh COVID vaccines. We right. still can't look. Th- 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 there's still science coming out that says that the booster uh, might be causing the variants. Right. Yes. And the and all. Also, the booster, the booster shot for COVID, uh, where, yes, it it looks like for the first two months after a booster, uh, you are less at risk for serious COVID infection. But after the two months, you are more susceptible to serious COVID uh, uh, infection. So, therefore, the boosters might be doing more harm than good. In California,
0: you couldn't even say that. All of all of these things are, that are the stories that broke while you and I were on uh, on hiatus at the end of the year, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny. By the way, uh, Jerry and I were not supposed to record a show today. Um, it was one of these things where I happened to come back early from vacation, so Jerry and I were able to do this. And today, um, of course, is uh, it's the Epiphany, the Feast of the it is of the Feast of the, of the, of the, of the Epiphany, Little yes. Christmas.
1: My grandma used to call it. Called what was Epiphany. that? What would you call my it? My grandma used to call it Little
0: Christmas. Little Christmas. I like that. Yeah, yeah the, the, this the was
1: the day traditionally we would leave our tree up until in our Christmas decorations until January 6th. Although this year, January
0: 2nd, we took everything down. You took everything down. So uh, so Jerry, um, you I, I don't know if you still want to talk about it, but Jerry was on a roll yesterday, angry, angry, and, and two days ago on the air, uh, angry about what's going on in uh, Baltimore uh, you still want to talk about that, or you but, want to I, I, to that? again? I mean. But
1: this is indicative of what's happening in cities all across the country. So whether you're listening to us in California or Pennsylvania hey. or 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 New York, where there are major cities uh, and 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 progressive mayors and progressive prosecutors, what happened in Baltimore this week is a, is a tragedy. That's not getting the national news it deserves. So 1230 in the afternoon, lunchtime on a school day, there are five young men, 16 years old, 15 years old, uh, at a Popeye's chicken hanging out in front of the Popeye's. Uh, and um, and they they are shot uh, a hail of, yeah. of bullets. And one you know, to date, what we know right now, uh, at least one of these young men uh, has has died. Yeah. But he, but but the mayor comes on gives a press conference right in front of where it happened uh and he rails against everyone except the shooter yeah. he rails against the popeyes for serving minors he rails against uh, uh the straw purchasers and the gun manufacturers and he rails against everyone never never once in his press conference mentioned we're going to go get the shooter never 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 mentioned the shooter mentioned everything else but the shooter but here's the problem the problem is is how do you not serve five young men a Popeye's chicken in the middle yeah. of the day? Yeah. Number one. Right. Number two, if they're not supposed to be there, if they're supposed to be on campus, which, by the way, the high school is right across the street. Yeah. Well, then who at the school uh, is held accountable uh, when these children leave campus? Yeah. I was a school teacher. I had a sign. I had a sign and, and a football coach and a coach, a track coach. I had a sign a contract that made me liable if my kids, my children went missing. So who's held liable uh, in the Baltimore city school system? Uh, Also um, there was a police cruiser literally moments before the shots, a police cruiser was there and rolled out the cop car rolled out the, the murderer rolled in and shot up these kids. Well, why didn't the police cruiser, why didn't the police officer uh, tell these children to disperse or if they're not supposed to be there, get back to school. It's right there. I mean, Again, is that because of reimagining policing and defund the police movement that the police are afraid to engage uh, African-American males? Uh, is Are there orders for police officers not to disperse uh, 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 those right. who, who are who are just um, uh, just hanging out in the street corner? Uh, but again, not, not one major media outlet in the city of Baltimore have asked these questions. Yes. Why were the kids there? Is it illegal for them to be there? If it's illegal for them to be there, why did the police officer tell them to move? Uh, who's, who's held responsible at the school? And on and on. And also, this whole kind of culture of violence in Baltimore City and in New York City and Philadelphia, Chicago, Los Angeles, the left has misdiagnosed the disease. And what they're doing is, therefore, mistreating oh, the disease. 100%. And that's, that's the problem.
0: When you can't agree on the problem, you can't agree on the solution, and you wonder why things don't. Get but stopped. mayor, mayor Man, and there Brandon are things Scott. we can't talk about, right, Jerry? Yeah. Because we're not allowed to talk about the epidemic of fatherless, you know, young no, men right. in America and how that, uh, you know, runs through all of these. We're countries. not allowed to talk about the the the
1: the culture of violence and crime uh, among African American men. Yeah. Uh, even even Brandon Scott said this in his press conference. He said, and and again, just the. Just the narcissism and the uh, and the wokeness of a Brandon Scott, he was upset about the shooting because he said it gives fodder. He didn't say fodder, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah, the there. I get it. He, he said that it gives fodder to the racists who want to say that black men are killing black men. Well, guess what? In the city of Baltimore, black men are killing black yeah, men. Yeah. and we can't. And again, you talk about it and Mayor Brandon Scott thinks you're a racist. I, the, the insanity. If I were the parents, and that's another thing too, is you know, we had this mass shooting recently where both the mother and the father were arrested and charged. Well, I mean, if there are 16-year-old, 15-year-old shooters, yes, where is the parent? Why isn't the parent held accountable? Did the parent know about the illegal why gun?
0: isn't the parent asking the question of one of the kids who was the victim? How did my kid why was my kid allowed off campus? Right, you know why was my kid not in the school you know and 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 going to the going to the mayor and 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 saying that
1: it imagine if
0: imagine if you uh
1: looking like you look right a, uh, a a young a young white guy, you were in a Popeye's uh, Popeye's restaurant and uh five young black guys come in and order lunch and you say, sorry, not going to serve you. What do you think is going to happen? Of course. Uh, And and, and this is what Mayor Scott wanted. And again, I asked asked, uh, others who would know better than me, is there an ordinance in the city of Baltimore that prohibits uh, uh, minors from purchasing food at food stores uh, during the day? Of course there's no such ordinance, but the bottom line is how could there be? Sure. Like, what if I drive, what if I drive into Baltimore to go to a ball game or go to the aquarium and I have my, my, my 16 year old with me and she gets out to buy a hamburger.
0: Is she not going to be able to right. purchase the hamburger? And, and, well, well, that's, but that's just it. Right. And, and even if they wanted to like, let's assume for a moment, and it's Baltimore, it's Maryland. So all kinds of crazy laws are on the books. Let's assume for a moment that they, somebody wanted to push for this kind of law. You are now going to make the fast food owners responsible for truancy and truancy regulation. Well, in Baltimore. And that's what Brandon
1: Scott what literally
0: Brandon blamed the owner of the Popeyes, yep. which is, which is, which is just, which is just crazy. Um, let's shift gears because we got a, a a couple of moments left. Um, do you have a good Christmas, Jerry? I always have a good Christmas.
1: It's Jesus's birthday. Yes. Oh, and by the way, just, i want to comment on that real quick. Please. It's a load of crock. A load of crock. A, that, crock of, something that, a load that, of something that Christmas is just simply a baptized uh Roman holiday, a pay? It's not. It's not. Uh Christmas is um exactly nine months from March 25th, uh, which of course in the Catholic Church is the celebration of the um of the Annunciation. So uh for the Christian, for the Catholic Christian, but also in Christendom. Uh, we celebrate the angel coming to Mary on
0: March 25th. Yeah. Nine months from that. Nine but, okay, months oh, from... that. Mar- about, talk about, talk about, But they, they couldn't have worked it out the other way and said, okay, Christmas is December, no, so we're going to work back to the because, holiday of March. You know,
1: and also there's people who say, well, you know, in Israel... Uh, There's no way shepherds would have been outdoors in December. That's not true. Uh, There's lots of historical evidence of shepherds, um, uh, especially for the temple, for a sacrifice at the temple to be outdoors in September. My point is, is that this is not a baptized pagan uh, date Uh, for many in the church. Uh, this this tradition of December 25th. Now, was Jesus born on December 25th? Who knows? Yeah, uh, but is it? But is but, it, point. But, it, but is it likely that he was born sometime in December? Absolutely. That's that's the thing. And but there, there's so many people who dismiss Christmas, right? Like, critics of Christianity who say it's this 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 baptism. Well, right, Jerry. I mean, this of gets into Bill Maher's
0: religiousness, religiosity yeah. thing, but, where he says but that but Jesus is. But they're wrong. Is, they're wrong is, on is the history based upon the Egyptian yeah, legend it's, and yeah, the it's yeah, it's, nonsense. And what my, my yeah. point is, it's. But, Absolutely, but nonsense. but but Christmas trees are are rooted. The concept of the Christmas tree is rooted in the Roman celebration of the there's Saturnalia. Also the idea,
1: but there's also the idea in early the early Christian Church that the Christmas tree, because it's evergreen, uh the Christmas tree represents the uh, everla-
0: everlasting, everlasting. Sure. I, listen, I have no listen. Again, I wasn't around two thousand years ago so i i can't i can't say what came first and what came second right you know
1: again but i i just i don't like the critics who say well it's
0: just this or it's just that you know again do you know jerry like you always say to me about about the the stuff i see on social media this is all (laughs) it's all kookery i mean it really is is kookery you're a bunch of bunch of cuckoo charlies we listen i i want to i want to i want to say one thing but yes how was your christmas Christmas? by the way actually before i get to my christmas You talk about the liberals and cities, and I love the fact, by the way, that Mayor Eric Adams in New York thinks that it's unfair that other other Democrat mayors or other Democrat states are sending him illegal immigrants. I find that funny. So New York, uh, as of January 1, is allowing for recreational marijuana. Now, New York already has a problem with people, you know, blazing up wherever they want to long before this. I want to say this because I'm sure we have people who, uh, who uh, uh, toke from, from, you know, time and again, who listen to the show or watch the show. If you are doing this, could you please kindly move away from the entrance to a building, you know, somewhere where you might otherwise smoke a cigarette or some other tobacco product. I, I sat there and I watched Jerry as people, cause we, we went to New York this week for a couple of days and at our hotel, Two people came out of the hotel. 9.30 in the morning, mind you. This is going to be me being old man, Greg Klein, get off my lawn, kind of harping Uh, about something. I hope Greg is doing well. Oh, Greg is doing well. Walked, no joke, Jerry, three steps out of the hotel lobby. And on the carpet leading into the hotel lobby, the guy blazed up a fatty and started smoking. Have you been to D.C.? Yes. Okay. Yes. You can't walk anywhere
1: in D.C., without getting a contact
0: high no no i under i understand this i under believe me i understand but all i'm saying is show for everybody show a little bit of respect and move no away one's gonna from do that. the lobby what was that no one's, no one's gonna do that i know they know they're gonna do that. This. this is just me this, jerry this is just me carping about this I'm just, so they're going you know you wouldn't smoke a cigarette right there if you're not if, if it's someplace where you wouldn't smoke a cigarette you don't blaze up a joint well that's all uh, i'm saying look all those non all those no smoking signs uh do uh do of course
1: pertain to uh, smoking, uh, smoking a uh, uh, Mary Jane as well. Yes, like you can't smoke, smoke pot in a in a bar, a Jerry or otherwise otherwise known as a marijuana cigarette. A marijuana cigarette. <laughs> I think again, what again? Going to the uh, unintended consequences, uh, the uh, the acceleration at which we are legalizing pot uh, is insane. You know, and I've I've always been on the de- de- decriminalization sure. uh, uh, side of this. Uh, but how it's working out, I think, is 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 dangerous, uh, irresponsible, and I, and I, I'm starting to question how scientific it all is, because uh, we're finding out that smoking pot is terrible for your health in terms Absolutely. Of your lungs. Yes. We're also finding out now uh, that the long term uh, psychological impact of marijuana, because because it's it's such widespread use. Uh, is uh, it, it, we're we're getting some very and interesting
0: we, and 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 and, and let's potentially dangerous results. The marijuana strains of today and these and the THC products that are being developed today are entirely different from when it was just some guy growing some stuff in his backyard yeah. or even trucking it up from Mexico or wherever. No, I, I find this, it I, I find it very interesting. That's a good point though, that
1: that we're moving away from this idea of of there's a truth. We're, we're our society is becoming more the reign of relativism, your right. truth, as long as you're not hurting anyone, do what you want. Uh, and we're seeing this in our politics. Uh, and we're seeing that those ironically, who, who believe in this live and let live attitude are the first ones who want to censor and stifle others. But the danger here is, is that we're more free in terms of living your life as you want than we've ever been. Right. But at the same time, our society our culture we're more depressed uh and we're more doped up right we're more drugged up we're more uh, on antidepressants and wasn't that uh the, didn't someone write a book about that a few years back the prozac nation but, yeah but in but, the bottom line is, is that you know this idea, freedom we don't understand what freedom is any longer freedom isn't just the uh the the right or the or the opportunity to do whatever you want yeah. freedom is much deeper and 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 much more important than that and i'm i'm fearful in 2023 that americans are completely uh, misunderstanding uh the heritage we have in terms of freedom and liberty well, but and is property any, rights and, the, and the rest any, of
0: it is it any is it any surprise that they misunderstand this given the no, fact that there's not that they have that that the The not the tradition, but who we are as a people has been so thoroughly distorted over the last, you know, the Hulu's about to launch a documentary series based upon the 1619 project. I know, I saw that. I saw that that trailer and I'm like, well, you know. I saw that. You know, I saw that too. I saw that trailer and... um, And your heart sank.
1: But I was, you know what? My heart sank. But I was in the company of some other people and I made it a point to say, oh my goodness, even... Even even um, liberal um, uh, historians have said the 1619 Project is nothing but political ideology. Uh, But you're right, though. I mean,
0: it's no wonder we don't know who we are. Is that is that there is not going to be there is never going to be a counter to it, you know, or if there is going to be a counter to it, nobody's it's not going to get nearly the promotion. Right. No one's going to watch it. And there's going to be a whole generation of people who are going to grow up believing that this is fact, right? You, yeah. you know, the, 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 you know, it started with Howard Zinn's people's history, of the United States, which yeah. is a garbage book. And now, uh, and you know, it, it, this is, this is where we are. My Christmas was great, Jerry. I mean, you know, I, I did uh, I did uh, 31 hours on the air. Thank you all for, for tuning in. Um, um That was, it was, it was fantastic. And I, I look forward to doing it again soon. Um. You know, and and we celebrated with family. I mean, apart from apart from some hiccups in terms of people getting sick and, you know, things here and there, uh, it was it was good. Um, So, Jerry, before you go, you take a quick look at Twitter. Do we have a or social media? Do we have a speaker yet? What's the latest?
1: Um, I don't think we do yet. Well, nothing has come across.
0: But um, what do you see? Oh, I haven't even looked. I mean, I could I could take it, you know, I just figure while I was talking, you could you could take a look. at. I told uh, my
1: I told my girls uh, that for the new year, we're going to stop. We're going to rest. Um, we're going to delight in the moment, be present in the moment. Uh, we're going to declutter and simplify. I think part of our problem on our side of the political. On the political uh, discourse is we're too hurried. All right. Uh, we're rushing. Uh, we're hurrying and we're not present we, we we have to be present we have to uh we have to be in the moment and again i think two things right i think in terms of our politics if the congress goes back to regular order that's going to be a great reform we'll see right. more tra- we ha- we'll have more transparency and we'll have better legislation and i think on the personal for the community i think it's important for uh for moms and dads to actually have dinner with their kids i think that could be trans- transformational
0: all right, here's uh, here's what we have here. Um, um, McCarthy gains, and this is from Benny Johnson. This is two minutes old. Um, McCarthy gains in the latest speaker vote as 14 rebel Republicans flip their vote for him. Hardline still implode his speakership yet again. So McCarthy two thirteen, uh, Jeffries two eleven, and um, and seven seven voting for other. Nobody voting present. Yeah, but that tells me. See now the numbers. The numbers
1: are now in the in the other direction. Yeah. So so if you can just
0: get two of those people to vote or three of those well he doesn't you know three uh, of those seven to vote present there's there's,
1: there's 434 congressmen and for some reason they're not at the the full
0: 435 I don't know why so he actually needs 217 to win. Okay. Well, there you go. So just there there are a handful that that need to well the handful if they're all voting otherwise if some vote present then he can win with a with the majority. Yeah yes all right gerald when are you on this coming week uh
1: i am on sunday the jerry rogers show uh we're going to do a special tribute to elvis presley yes elvis's elvis's birthday january 8th is the the king's birthday and then i'm on again on monday the 9th on wbal so catch me on monday i'm going to rail
0: against uh brandon scott we uh we may uh, i don't know what you're up to next wednesday night but maybe we should record it uh, at the real clear headquarters next wednesday sure all right all right well listen what do you want people to do jerry find the truth plant your feet
1: uh stand firm
0: Stand firm have a great week everybody have god bless have a great week everybody have fun and stay safe